2: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have a very special jam-packed show in store for you. So I actually, I'm I'm sorry for those who are like expecting it, but I'm going to Pass on my quotes of the day today because we just got like too much good stuff to talk about. So, for this first segment, I am very, very pleased to welcome to the studio with me uh, back Paula Caracapa. Good. Uh, yeah, I got it right. Uh, founder <gasps> mm-hmm. and producer of the Awaken Fair, which happens Yay. this Sunday, July. 29th, it is, right? yes. 29th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. right here in New York City in Manhattan at the Roger Hotel, which is um, Roger
3: Smith Hotel Roger Smith Hotel.
2: 501 Lexington, right by 47th. Wonderful. Wonderful. And she brought with her uh, her dear friend, Joan Cara. Yep. All right. Um, to help, uh, help us talk about it. So um, I just want you guys to know, I mean, most of you who, who are familiar with me know, like, I don't really promote a lot of stuff on the show and I don't promote anything. I don't believe in. And I've known about the Awaken Fair now for probably two to three years, I would guess. Um, but I actually never had a chance to attend because it was mostly up in Tarrytown. I knew it was in Manhattan a couple of times, but just for whatever reason, the schedule didn't work out. And I finally attended the last one in Tarrytown in the spring. And it felt like coming home. Mm, you know, it I felt like, ah, yeah, these are my friends. I mean, I saw people there I haven't seen for a while. I knew many of the speakers, many of the vendors. And I was just like, ah, like uh, I belong here. And so me and Paula have been talking. And uh, I was very, very pleased that she decided to come on board. Uh, um, And we are now officially a media sponsor for Awaken Fair. And so I wanted her to come on because it's happening this coming weekend just to kind of talk about and explain it so that you understand, like, why this is a place you should really show up. Mm -hmm. So, Paula, um, just uh, briefly, like, why did you start the Awaken Fair? Like, do you remember that first one that you did? I do. And it was a
3: very long time ago. Oh, wow. 2002. Oh, that long ago? That long ago. Oh my God, I didn't the realize The very that. original, um, and it wasn't called The Awakened Fear then, it was called Gotta Stay. Oh. So, okay. uh, <laughs> so that kind of made some people feel excluded, although it never yeah, really yeah. excluded anybody. Everybody's got that... God or God aside to them, but um, the very first event was 42 people in my office in White Plains, all practitioners doing whatever practice they did with each other, and people loved it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting what you said in the intro about running into people that you hadn't seen or people that you know. You know, so many of us who are in the holistic or the wellness world or the spiritual world We kind of operate independently. We're out there, often we're out there alone, sometimes isolated. And the Awaken Fair, both then, back in Mm. 2002 and today, is a place where all of us come together and we can enjoy each other's knowledge and company and love and good vibrations.
2: Right, and it's really, it's like, it's an opportunity to feel like you're in community. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, because we all have those of us who are into these things. And if you're listening to my show, you are into these things. Right. Part of the Uh, tribe. Part of the tribe. It's like a way to come together and feel at home and not feel like you're one of the crazy outliers. Right. Right. You know, that, you know, your family thinks you're nuts and, you you know, your friends kind of, they're friends with you, but they still like kind of laugh at you behind your back. Like, this is the place you come. (laughs) You can be yourself and like, Mm. uh, and just like
3: chill and relax. And it feels good Absolutely absolutely. You know Joan uh, has been A friend of mine For a long time um, And Joan is a psychic So you know Mm. Talk about people Who are on the edge And other people You know Kind of wonder Joan and I Took a wonderful trip This summer To uh, Casadega in Florida, which was, is a spiritualist community. And you know what you said about community? Yeah, we love to be in a place where we feel like everybody's on the same wavelength, like they get us and we get them and we can all mm, be open and supportive of each other. So that's very much what the Awaken Fair has always been about. It grew from its little 42 people at the beginning to... I did it um, in, I'm going to say in 2007 in a convent in White Plains. Oh. So it was a big, empty, beautiful building, lots what? of space. I thought, hmm, this might be an interesting place to do it. So I did. So about, I don't know, a week before the event, one of the nuns came to me and said, Paula, you're not going to be talking to dead people here, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I do. So, oh, so people like Joan, you know, that was kind uh, of one of those moments. And uh, from there, we do it in hotels. Yeah. And um, for many reasons, one of which, obviously, it's a lot more space. They don't care if we talk to the dead yeah. as long as we pay the rent. <laughs> um, and the other piece of the hotels is this. For those of us who are fully in this world, we can go to a spiritual center, we can go to an ashram, we can go to a holistic learning center and be comfortable. Right. Not everybody in the world can. Absolutely. And it's those not always pe- that
2: accessible, right?
3: Right. And those people who are kind of interested but not so sure, they can go to a hotel. It's comfortable for them. It's welcoming to the general public. So I really like being in a hotel for that reason. It makes yeah. it yeah. okay for everybody.
2: Right, right, right. So, Joan, let me ask you, how, how long have you been coming to the Awaken Fair?
4: Well, I would say um, on and off. I didn't go in the beginning. Sure. Um, but um, because part of it was Terrytown was a little bit far from me. But um, once I got hooked,
2: <laughs> I'm committed
4: and I want to go to the Florida one. I already um, signed up oh. an <laughs> excuse to go to Florida. Uh-huh. And I find it, it's very, um, well, it is very comfortable. And I ran into people. I, I've been doing this for 25 years. And when I went to the Awaken Fair, I met people that I read in New York 25 years ago oh, wow. in Tarrytown. And it was just, um, it's a big hello from everybody and support. And you you, you get to see we're all growing.
5: Mm. Uh,
4: that's what's really nice is every step you take. And Paula is someone who facilitates and supports our growth in business and also even in learning.
2: Wow. wow. Absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful.
4: So
3: can I just give kind of an overview for people who might yes. not know much about yes. the Awakened Yes, yes. That, that,
2: that's why you're here, Paula. Thank you. Go for it. <laughs>
3: um, so the purpose is to educate people about all things holistic. So, um, I do that by presenting information in four different ways. My centerpiece, if you will, are the speakers. Right. So, at this particular event, we have two rooms of speakers. They're going all day from 10, 15 until 5. Every 45 minutes, a new speaker. Wow. Free. Go in, sit down, enjoy. Enjoy. Um, learn, learn, learn. You know, we have things that are um, at both ends of the spectrum. So I'm going to use Joan as an example. Yeah. Joan's topic is a celebration of life after death. Yes,
4: and it is a celebration and a new journey. And I think of death, like birth, is a miracle. And um, we, I will be contacting... Um, friends and family members from the other side. So so, so while we got you on the the mic
2: right so death is not an ending is it?
4: No it's a new beginning
2: beginning.
4: and um, they're well aware of their lineage and new grandchildren and you realize we're never alone. Uh.
3: Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's one end of the spectrum of topics. Way at the other end I have someone who is talking about financial health. You know, none of us in uh, this world, in this holistic world, can help anybody else if we go broke and right, have to work right, at, right. I don't know, McDonald's or whatever, <coughs>
2: excuse me, to make a living. <laughs> Your body doesn't like that idea. <laughs> so, no, I guess that was a definite <laughs> objection. So,
3: um, so you know, the topics range through all the various right. areas of health of body, mind, and mm-hmm. spirit. Then we have healers, and my healers are all are all um, energy healers. Mm-hmm. So a very interesting arena that many people have had no exposure to, mm-hmm. and many people have their first exposure at the Awaken oh. Fair. So that's you know the next group that I'm really working hard to get out there and support. Um, then we have our vendors, and vendors with all kinds of products and services that support a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um, and my readers, so Joan is not reading at this fair, but there are many other readers who are. I have... Mm-hmm. Uh, 12, 15 readers all together. And they were always meant to be sort of the, the cherry on the Sunday. Uh, but they are so popular. People yeah, love the readers. Everybody yeah. rushes to the desk to make an appointment. I have to beg for a bathroom break when I'm a reader. <clears throat> no. yeah, absolutely. That's how it is. And Joan is always very popular as a reader. So, um, So that's the structure of the fair. Yeah. This particular fair in New York City, and we've only been in New York City for maybe four years. Four years. Okay. Um, we've been up in, in Westchester uh, prior to that. But... Um so this particular uh, fair in New York City is spread out through the Roger Smith Hotel. So we've right, got... yeah,
2: You kind of like took over the whole building, huh? We
3: did. We did. All of their um, meeting space and conference space, we have it. So we're going to be on the ground floor in Lily's, which is their bar and restaurant. Mm-hmm. Then we'll be up on the mezzanine, three rooms there with vendors, speakers, readers, and healers. And then up in their penthouse level, which is on 18, we have a big room for vendors and um, the actual the room that they call. All the penthouse will have uh, speakers who are being live streamed. Oh, so that's wonderful. something new for us is the live stream. Yeah,
2: live stream as you know, my audience knows. Clog- crossed we got-
3: about that. Yes, yes. So hopefully that'll work out well. Yeah. And um, and we're also, uh, this is something new too, we're doing a scavenger hunt. So what does that mean? Oh. It's really a um, signature hunt. <laughs> uh-huh. And so everybody will get um, a sheet of all of the um, exhibitors on each floor mm-hmm. and They go to that floor and they get a certain number of signatures that they visited that table. They came and visited you and you signed their sheet. Right, And so for people who participate in that and they get their, I think it's a total of 14 signatures throughout the building, they get a free... Wait for it. Ooh. Awake and Fair t-shirt! Woo-hoo! Yay! All right. So. <laughs> yeah, I saw the picture of it. It's
2: a nice design. It's I like lovely. it. It's lovely.
3: It's lovely. It's black and white, very New York City. And then yeah. um, they're also getting entered into a drawing for a crisp $100 bill just Ooh. for fun.
2: okay, so, great. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And, you know, I also have to let people know that one of the things that I was very pleasantly surprised about was even though there's a lot of vendors and there's a lot of stuff there, it doesn't have a real commercial feel. It's not like, like you know, people are there for the money. It was more like they want to expose people to their wares. I talked to many of the vendors there last time. They were really nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, several people, uh, don't tell anyone I said this, but some people gave me, like, breaks on things. I said, hey, mm-hmm. could I mm-hmm. pay you cash? Can you give me a little break? And they're like, yeah, sure. You know, they're yeah. really, really nice people. So, so you know, it's, it's not like other fairs where you can go to and sometimes it just feels too Commercialize, mm-hmm. um, you know, and again, like there's nothing wrong with selling products and services, but it's just the the feeling behind
3: right, it, right? Right. Some sometimes you get at an event you get a feeling of desperation
2: yeah and I I
3: don't think that's at all what my event is about I think people are really there to raise the vibration of the planet to do something good for their fellow man and I say this all the time we live in a really tough world with a lot of darkness today and if the awakened fear can bring light to people, can uplift them for a day, maybe mm-hmm. longer than a day, mm-hmm. isn't that a great thing? And I think everybody Absolutely. who's there is committed to that.
2: Right, right. Okay. So before we close out the segment, Joan, since you're a psychic, have any predictions for Sunday?
4: <laughs> well, I think she's going to get bigger and bigger and, <laughs> I think uh, so too I hope you mean my fair oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. no 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 she's been dancing <laughs> she, she works out all week so um, no the, the she's reaching more people and the fact that she is it, she's evolving into the new media which is really important right. but she's going to be teaching us how to do it so I'm very excited that it's a new dimension for right. the inter- dimensional world we live in
2: right. mm-hmm. wonderful mm-hmm. wonderful Terrific.
4: thank you well, sweetheart Paula Thank
2: you so much for and coming And I'll see
3: up you on. Sunday. You will see me right? Sunday. Okay. And I will
2: be there, all my loyal listeners. So if you're in New York City, you want to see your conscious consultant, I'll be live there. Live and in sh- person. Live and in person and uh, we'll v- a bunch of information, letting people know about a whole bunch of things. And uh, believe me, there are some really good friends, other people involved with the station are going to be there. So you guys really want to come out. One more time. It's Sunday, July 29th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Roger Smith Hotel. What's the
3: 501 Lexington Avenue at 47th Street, right near Grand Central.
2: Yeah, 47th and Lex. So be there. So thank you so much. Cool.
3: Thank you. Thank and, you so uh, much for having us.
2: You're quite welcome. Quite welcome. I'm really pleased that we got this to work. And before the next one in Tarrytown, we'll, we'll, we'll have some more stuff and we'll get you know some more speakers come on board Excellent. the show. Excellent. And uh, you, I want everybody else to, to stay tuned because coming up uh, right after the break, uh, my dear friend Sahara Whitewolf will be coming on and we'll let you know all about that right after this
1: you're listening to the talking alternative network
4: 24 hours a day.
2: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Let me give a quick shout out to all my peeps on the Facebook live stream. Uh, Cole, Hazar, Nancy, Lisa, Laurie. Dawn, oh, thank you all for tuning in, and I really appreciate it. And just to remind everybody, aloha, Lisa and Cole, I love you too. You and Tar are always near and dear to my heart. So remember, if uh, during the show you have any questions, any comments, please just post them in the Facebook live stream. Or if you want to call in, if you really want to be brave, call in at 877-480-4120. And now, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome my dear friend, Sahara White Wolf, who was born and raised in Austria and moved to the US in 2001, a little bit after Arnold. Huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> she has been on an awakening path of healing and clearing herself for almost two decades, exploring many different healing modalities. She is a Lemurian shaman priestess, a Reiki master, Akashic record consultant, facilitator for cosmic light language ceremonies, and sacred plant medicine ceremonies, besides being a very busy mother of three amazing children. And In 2016, she was guided to share her experiences with spirit in children's books. The first one, The Inside World, and now The Remembering. Both books that she has published so far belong to what she's calling the Inner Knowing Trilogy. Um, So welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Sahara. (laughs)
6: Thank you so much for having me, Sam.
2: Oh, my pleasure. You know, we, we've known each other now for, hmm, what, maybe four years? Around that time. And you've really grown a lot in that time. And, and it's really a pleasure to, to see kind of the unfolding and sort of, you know, what um, has happened, um, I don't want to say to you, but what has happened around you. So um, now, I mean, just to give people a little bit of an idea, like this is very, very different what you're doing now from where you kind of started off in life, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, so back in 2001, when you came to the U.S., b- b- what were you doing? What were you like? What were you into at the time?
6: Um, I was into Reiki. This was the first thing that ah, really okay, drew me. Right. And then I went into shamanism, mystery school studies. So, well, what got
2: you interested in Reiki? Guidance. Ah. Yeah. I always work with spirit guidance. Ah, okay. So would you say you've always been kind of a spiritual
6: person? Um, I read when I was 19 the book The Celestine Prophecies.
2: Ah, and yes. And, then, and then synchronicity,
6: you were the word <laughs> awakened me and brought me on a deep calling to find out who, I'm tru- who I truly am
2: Ah, I see I see that was when you were 19 so but how long would you say it took until your feet were firmly on your path or would you say it was like that was it and you were planted yeah wow wow okay okay so you started with Reiki um, so you you I mean you must have obviously had Reiki sessions yourself and and what was it about those sessions that made you decide to go and get trained in Reiki
6: um, honestly, I didn't have a session. I was just guided to do it. <laughs>
2: oh, really? So you, you went and took the Reiki training and you never had a Reiki session? Yeah. Oh, my God. I think you're like the only person I know that's done that. <laughs> that's amazing.
6: <laughs> yes. And from there, um, I went into Reiki Master, Karuna Master and I started holding ceremonies. Um, I started with Native American medicine, cel- medicine English ceremonies, Peruvian fire full moon ceremonies.
0: Oh, wow. And
6: um, it was mainly always guided by spirit, where spirit just said, okay, get a drum now, or I do shamanic uh-huh. drum journeys. And I always followed spirit, went into mystery school studies until I reached the point of multidimensional awakening where i actually had to unlearn everything <laughs> to start being in the now and creating from that moment of remembering
2: ah ah that's kind of tough forgetting everything you already learned right because we have a tendency to learn a lot yeah and also
6: getting conditioned
2: right right what was that process like where you were like forgetting what you learned or trying to put that on the shelf for the moment
6: I think it um, all happened with the second book um, when I started having this multi-dimensional awakening and started to have visions from my Lemurian lives and that I'm actually a star seed. And if you would have told me this like half a year earlier that we are from the, that there are other multi-dimensional realities and stars, I would have said you're yeah, right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it happened to me and it was a very intense process because I also started speaking uh, the cosmic language of light which is a multi-dimensional frequency source and with that I expanded so much further that I realized that um, we needed to go to have the balance between the light and the left brain and all of a sudden I started seeing all these symbols and realized that even our words in English Mm -hmm. are conditioned and limited and all of a sudden everything just started to shift and because it was such a very intense process, I needed to more or less ground it down with right. writing my second book, The Remembering. Uh, how, how long ago was this, that that awakening happened? Uh, this pivot point of my life was started uh-huh. like two years, ago, um, two years ago. I attended a light language ceremony in Pennsylvania, and I started ah. speaking the light language two days later. Oh, and wow. that's how everything continued
2: so before you attended that ceremony had you heard about light language did you know what it was no no <laughs> so you just like went and it like boom
6: it's like when spirit says go somewhere then I go
2: wow that's a lot of trust I do have trust yeah, no, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, you're also, and I really want to bring this up because I want people to get this. You're also a mother of three kids. How old are they now? They are 6, 9, and 11. 6, 9, and 11. So, like, they were pretty young as you were going through this. That must not have been easy to be, like, going through all this stuff. And you're still expected to take care of your kids. And got went through a divorce, too. And went through a Through a healthy too, yes. one. Uh-huh.
6: But I think it's all about, um, the Lemurians are here about total self-love and, um, authenticity and integrity and i really learned um to keep the balance between the divine feminine and masculine and also the father is amazing so we did a really great job in our divorce Mm. and it's all about you know radical self-care and knowing when to give and when to receive and so it was a big journey into really taking care of myself
2: wow wonderful wonderful um, now, explain for our audience, for those that don't know, though most of them probably do, uh, when you talk about uh, uh, being a Lemurian, what what is that? What, what is Lemuria?
6: So more or less, we were the first people seated on this planet, and we came from different star systems. We carry DNA activation codes and remembrances that are right now needed and are getting activated for the others to expand consciousness we uh, we knew that we were gods we knew how to telepathically communicate and we were totally in balance with our heart right and this was before the time of Atlantis yeah right and and, uh, what happened to Lemuria so, this is very interesting because I'm not allowed to read anything about it. Ah, so, what are okay. uh, my bits and pieces is that the first civilization happened in Hawaii. This was the very big first civilization. Right, right. And we were different star seeds with different DNA codes, but we all could communicate. And then I also had visions. like I was like a historian, and I um, was pre- preserving the teachings of the stars, which I'm now literally starting to write and continue writing about with the frequencies okay. and um, I saw that we I saw myself in um, working with DNA activations also with plants again ah. and that we actually when the first time was a flood and that we knew that it's actually coming and I saw myself getting actually shipped out by a spaceship
2: ah, okay.
6: there was also another civilization it was Joshua Tree Mount Shasta Sedona area and there's a lot underneath the ground that we actually have not even seen yet and there was an intergalactic war happening I was um, very interesting I was um, doing the same thing what I'm doing now I was uh, pre-stress and um, holding ceremonies and we were the pyramid structures were destroyed and we again either made it out or not in this lifetime I actually didn't make it out but my soul split and actually I reconnected with her she's, she's a Syrian on oh. a spaceship. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <Crazy>. okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Um,
2: and, and have you met other people who you recognize as fellow yeah. Lumerians? Yes. How many. Many? many? many. Many.
6: They're also in my book.
2: Ah, okay. They're all in the book. Um, All right. We're going to get to the book in the next segment. uh, But I just want to kind of lay the groundwork. So as you're remembering these things, these things are coming up for you. Did you have a lot of people to kind of share this with Do you have a community or did you feel kind of like you were alone? I have a community Ah, very good, very good and, and how did your family take to all of this? How did your kids sort of respond to this?
6: Well, one of my children speaks the light language too She's a starseed as well ah. And um, I play the guitar every morning in my morning prayer It's my expansion So they are getting used to it Also that I'm holding ceremonies But I'm not really forcing it on them But I see ah. the imprints they are already getting And it's just, I want them to keep an open mind
2: Oh, ah, okay, alright, cool Cool. Yeah, maybe we'll have you play a little guitar when we come back from the next break. Yes. All right, cool. Um, So it sounds like this whole process, though it's one that's kind of very unusual, right? Very out of the mainstream, yet you've, sounds like you've had a lot of support in this process. I did. Did did that surprise you at, at the time?
6: I think it was, um, it just happened with the ceremonies. I think it's like the law of attraction, like attracts like.
5: Yeah. And
6: But there was also a time where I was a lot of times in a very deep bubble with myself, meditating every day without any connection, just doing my mom's work and meditating. So uh-huh. it was always this inhalation, exhalation, being with people, facilitating light language ceremonies, going back into my hermit state, writing books, exhalation.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Very cool. I see we got some hearts on the Facebook Live stream for my friend Stephen. Ah, so you So you're, you're definitely being supported. Um, were there any challenges along the way that were difficult for you to deal with? Yes. Such as?
6: Um, it was a very intense process, um, yeah. really integrating all these um, awarenesses that it sometimes felt like I... I didn't want to be here anymore when I really Uh, started realizing uh, that I'm actually not from this planet. I know it sounds crazy, (laughs) but I had a really very big longing to go back, and um, that's when I had to make a decision to really create heaven on earth through my passions, through my ceremonies, and being authentic in every moment and following my heart.
2: Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's let's break there. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll come back to some beautiful music and then we'll start let's start talking about uh, the books, you know, wh- what was the inspiration for them and why you ended up writing them. Thank so everybody, you. please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity with my guest Sahara Whitewolf and we will be right back after these messages.
1: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. <laughs> Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com.
5: Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size?
4: 24 hours a day.
6: my morning prayer in light language and more or less what it means is I will always endure to find God within me because when I find God within me I find it in the
7: other <laughs> da 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 da, go da
2: Uh, hearts and uh, thumbs up on Facebook for you on that one very nice Sarah thank you so much um, oh, yeah. beautiful thank you uh, okay so let, let, let's get into the books you, you wrote a book The Inside World why? What, what, what happened that you said, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm going to write a book now?
6: Spirit asked me to. <laughs>
2: like, when you say something like that, Spirit asked you to, like, uh, how do they ask you to? Is it like a voice in your head? Yeah. Is it just a feeling? Yeah.
6: It's time starting writing
2: books. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what was that, pro were you like, okay, like, what do I write about? And then you heard this voice said, write, write about this.
6: I had resistance because mm-hmm. I'm from Austria and English is not my first language. And I had my self-doubts. And then I thought, okay, I can write children's books based on my own shamanic uh, experience. okay. So I started writing The Inside World. Um, it was written in six weeks. It's also channeled. I mean, we always channel all the time. We yeah. think it's ourselves, but actually it's our higher self, multidimensional... Parts coming together, and it's um, for nine-year-olds and up, and it's based on a hero who's starting to connect to spirit and following the spirit guidance system, Ah. and at the end, um, he saves the world with finding self-love and compassion for himself.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Beautiful lesson for kids these days, huh?
6: And it's um, written in three colors. Black is the 3D word, blue is the spirit Ah. word, and purple is when we connect actually to the spirit word.
2: Oh, interesting. So the actual type of the words is in three different colors depending on what part of the book you're in.
6: What dimension you're in, yeah. What
2: dimension you're in. Oh, very nice, very nice. Um, And when did that come out? This came out
6: 2016. So two years ago. And then I was on my multidimensional awakening. Then I started, Ah. in January actually, I started writing um, my second book. I was waking up every morning at 3.33 in the morning. I meditated and I wrote it. And it was... At my birthday, 6th of April, it went into production. Oh, wow. So it was a very intense process, but wow. I followed spirit guidance again. <laughs>
2: wow, wow. So when you wrote the first book, did you know like that was just the beginning of a trilogy or that there were going to be more books afterwards? Or no, it was just like, Poop, do this, and you did it?
6: So after the first one, they were, my higher self said, okay, this is going to be the annoying trilogy. I said, ah. okay. And then um, the second one is based where also what happened to me that the hero finds all his Lemurian friends and they're Uh starting speaking the light language and starting opening up to the multidimensional realities and uh, to the quantum field Uh and learning through love and imagination how it can change the world. Ah, interesting. interesting. And getting people out of the matrix of fear.
2: Ah, I see. And do you know what the third book is going to be about? Yes. Ah, you're not going to say, are you? Or are you?
6: Well, the the second one is a Palladian transmission, so it means it's actually an activation, and it also has written light language in it, although light language is quantum meaning it's not linear and you can't really write about it it's more symbols Mm -hmm. but when the reader is actually reading it I really made it sure that it's pronounced the right way so then Uh. they're actually getting activated and the third one is going to be a Syrian transmission and it's actually called the revolution where it's going to be based on the Lemurians what's happening right now being activated creating communities in a different way that's going to be like a shift for the planet
2: oh beautiful beautiful Uh, have your kids read the books
6: um, my son is actually a homework assignment. He's reading right now remembering with oh, me. That's really exciting. Oh, cool. And, um, but the same again, I'm not forcing them. I right, feel like right, they are right. seeing already that I'm following my passion, and I don't want to force them. I'm, I'm just
2: curious, like, have you gotten any kind of feedback from, I mean, not even your own kids, but from other kids, you know, kids who have read the book? the
6: first two books like uh, how how are kids responding to these books well I hear it in the school and they come I really liked your book oh okay they're very adventurous Um, and actually the inner knowing Mm -hmm. I know that they're going to be movies as well um, they're very adventurous and step by step
2: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And, and when do you plan on, has Spirit told you when to write the next book?
6: Yeah, this morning.
2: This morning? <laughs> You're not getting a break. Huh? <laughs> so, so, so this morning you started writing? No, it's right okay.
6: now. I'm I'm doing a lot of night shifts in hospice, and during ah. the day I have the kids, so I'm just telling Spirit, if you want me to write, then you have to shift something here.
2: Ah, okay. <laughs> oh, and we should talk about that. You you work in hospice. Yes. The, which is basically where people go when it's like the end of life, and they, they're just going to transition. That's not easy work, is it? I love it. You love it. Tell me
6: why. Because... Um, you know it's like we all everyone I'm supposed to meet a meeting Mm -hmm. and I see that I'm a light for them and that is just a very beautiful um time to be of service and sharing who I am with them in their darkest hour Mm.
2: And, and you've I'm assuming you've been there when people have transitioned yes how many times do you have an idea? Well, I was also at the ICU working before. Ah, I had okay. Where I even had more. Because I know I've, I've uh, I have some friends who like have taken death doula training and who who are there for people when they transition. And many people have talked about what a beautiful experience it is to be with somebody when they pass. Has has that been your experience? Yes. What's it like? What do you see? What do you well, feel? Well, I think
6: it's more like and this is more during the ICU times because okay. now I'm more going into pronouncement or when they're really in crisis, which I actually I love to be supportive in crisis. It's just um, being present in love and holding somebody's hand when they cross over is just a very mm. honorable, ex- humbling experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know people who have like, you know, been present for that experience, who've had that perception of, you know, that tunnel of light opening up and they and their friends on the family are on the other side and actually seeing their spirit leave their body and the way they described it I'm not doing it justice at all but the way they described it was uh, a truly beautiful experience you know we have a tendency to be so afraid of death and we think f- death is such a horrible thing uh, but it's not really is it?
6: It is it depends on our awareness and on our unconditioning um, mm. when we start um, releasing our belief systems and starting to question everything that we actually ever thought is true, then we can actually come to an understanding that maybe resonates with our heart in a different way.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's like the, the the challenges for you today? I mean, you sound like everything is so good. You're, you're, you're trusting in spirit. You're following your path and your road. And, you know, for some people, that's not always so easy. But where are the challenges for you? Where are kind of the rough spots that you end up finding yourself getting supported in?
6: Um, the rough spots right now, um, like last night, I just slept two hours.
2: Ah. So I'm
6: not getting enough sleep right now. and. Making like extra money, the money mm-hmm. paradigm, so I can support my books, and um, I have to say this is not coming from fear anymore. I've t- took all these imprints out, but it's more not having right now enough time for my passion, for my light language ceremonies, which ah. is really my heart and soul in my writing. Because right now, I'm it's about making money, right. but there's um, it, I know also that this is going to shift. My.
2: So, so why don't we describe briefly, because when we come back from the next break in a couple of minutes, you're going to do an activation for us, yeah? Yeah. So, so describe, like, what are your light language ceremonies? What are they like? What do people experience? How do people shift and change before and after?
6: Well, um, we specifically work on DNA activation. Um, we also, sounds funny, we do. We take imprints, uh, like implants out. And most of them are in the back of our necks. And we are activating the God source point. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very high frequency where we are really connecting with our divine self and connecting with the earth and the cosmos. Mm-hmm. It's profound. And mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I can do this as a passion
2: and and so what's involved with doing it
6: Um, what's involved a lot of preparation that usually people don't even know what energetically what we prepare Ah, because this space is important and then sometimes we do it uh, with a fire or otherwise in my backyard or in my attic Mm -hmm. I have a portal there and I also started traveling now I just went to Sedona for to angel valley for a light language ceremony there and i'm gonna return
2: oh wonderful wonderful so everybody if you want sahara to come and facilitate a light language ceremony for you make sure you get in touch with her believe me she's really good um okay so just briefly before we go to break what's an activation
6: it's a DNA activation. Um, we're going to what? Are, okay, we're going to activate a seed behind your navel, connecting you to the heart, to the pineal gland, and then we're just going to activate your DNA, so you can vibrate on a higher frequency and release whatever doesn't serve you anymore. So,
2: so it's kind of like a retuning or readjusting on an energetic level, so that people can sort of get past maybe some stuck energies that might be lingering around.
6: Yeah, but it also works on, on body. On, um, the, on the energy body and on the physical, emotional body as well.
2: Ah, ah yes. Because I mean, if we're primarily energy, that's you know going to affect everything, even the physical manifestation. So, we're going to go take our break now, and when we come back, right after the break, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere because Sahara is going to do her activation for us. It's going to be awesome. So, stay tuned.
1: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. TalkingAlternative.com
6: So take a deep breath. Envision a beautiful grounding cord coming down from your navel down into the new earth energies. You're grounded to earth. You're grounded to new earth. You're grounded to new earth. Behind your navel is a beautiful pea-like beautiful little seed. And now envision how it's getting beautifully activated and it's lighting up hokara indo goro para kada aran pkedin nine vision a beautiful rainbow court coming from this seed to your heart okara hadak din du goro pakadon de innen de gede envision your green in the heart shifting over to emerald green to the lemurian heart hokara edak de in de goronda a Envision a cord, a golden silver cord coming from your heart up to your pineal gland between your third eye behind See yourself in a beautiful golden bubble and now expanding your crown chakra and your higher self energies coming in your God self your knowing of who you truly are your divine essence and let it infiltrate in your whole body,. So take a deep breath. With these activations, it's always good to do it in and out of the mouth. Bring all these energies in. And now see yourself in this merkaba, this beautiful three-ring golden structure. And all these symbols that are around, that are actually stuck or not f- or glued together, see that they are all like getting cleaned, all activated, all beautifully radiating in your Merkaba, Your light body, two pyramids coming together, the divine feminine masculine spinning in clockwise counterclockwise directions. Okay, the heart, the teeka, the pakero ora ara in da kuro horaki ti iroktun o pakero iran te kuro ora ha gidan dada. So now take a deep breath in, bring all these energies in, and you're grounded to earth. You're grounded to earth. You're grounded to earth. Kuro horaki ti i to pakero teke Beautiful,
2: beautiful. So. Wow. Um, uh, when when you, you've done several light language ceremonies for people, right? What kinds of shifts or changes do you usually see in people after the ceremony compared to before?
6: Uh, they are more in awareness of their divinity, more self love, and I'm an activator, so who's supposed to speak light language is going to speak light language.
2: (laughs) Ah, okay. Um, So if anybody out there wants to learn light language, come to a ceremony. Uh, Now, a lot of this stuff is very high energetic stuff. How does it help you in sort of your day-to-day life? Like, what have you seen in terms of your own activations, your own development, your own shifts? Like, how has... Being so in tune with this kind of helped you just in living your life.
6: Um, it has helped me to be more in the moment, um, to get over my limitations and my limited beliefs. It has helped me to be in joy and bliss where I was depressed for 30 years. Ah. Um, I am lighter, fearless in many ways, and um, I'm just becoming more and more myself.
2: Beautiful. Beautiful. And you feel more supported. Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, so what comes next? I mean, obviously you're going to be working on the third book. What else?
6: Um, this is very interesting. I was... Um Spirit told me I need to go to Angel Valley in Sedona, and I didn't listen, and then I got smacked, and that's what I was <laughs> like,
2: wait, wait, when you say you got smacked, what does that look like?
6: Uh, I got a psychic attack that I felt so down that the next day I said, I need to book my
0: f- ticket uh, to Angel uh, Valley. <laughs>
6: <laughs> so that's what happens when you're very intuitive, and um, you get messages, and um, if you're supposed to go somewhere, better listen.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
6: and um, I went to Angel Valley not knowing that actually Angel Valley is New Lemuria. Oh, really? Yeah, you cross a rainbow bridge, uh, and you're in a portal. You're actually in a fifth-dimensional frequency state. And I have right now an opportunity to move to Angel Valley with my kids. Oh, really? But it's all open because um, the decision needs to come from my heart. Yeah, with yeah. The only way I can live there is uh, when I 1,000% love myself because uh, that's the only way I can survive there. And uh, it's also trusting the universe, I'm going back for a winter solstice and I'm going to hold ceremony there and um, also for the spring equinox. And the way it looks like possibly moving with the kids, ex-husband, I have no idea. I'm giving it to the universe in June.
2: Wow, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Rob, my trusty engineer, introduced me to a wonderful psychic who is in Sedona who I met when I went to Sedona uh, last year for like a weekend, just get away. Um, so I'm happy to connect you with her.
6: Thank you. I just want to say that um, Angel Valley is different than Sedona. Right. It's really if you want to have an experience of really expanding fast and having your shadows seen ten times more, mm. then I'm inviting you to really stay there for four or five days, even if you have seed children, bring them, and they really get a Lemurian experience of how you can really truly love yourself. And where is Angel Valley physically? It's, it's south. Angel of Valley is like ten minutes away from Sedona. Okay. You go, you'd, um, Amira and Michael have created this and their vision is actually to create now 200 different other ones.
2: Oh. It has
6: labyrinths, it has workshops, it has retreats, it has star cabins and a community kitchen and it's really in a, in a, in a very preserved um, Valley, Hmm. And we took pictures after our light language ceremonies. I mean, Uh there are so many spaceships. We have spaceships on the pictures. Oh, really? So it's the Lemurian guardians and the angels are really working high, profound. The density is very different even in Sedona. It's not not many people know that it's actually New Lemuria. And that's where we are actually going in is actually into New Lemuria.
2: Oh, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. And that's a a big move because you've been here. I mean, you live in New Jersey, but you've been here since you moved to the United States. Yeah.
6: Well, honestly, also what I've created is really beautiful, so yeah. it's, it's not like um, I would say, oh, this is crappy here, and then now I'm avoiding everything and not dealing with it and moving. It's, yeah. So right now, I'm really totally trusting that everything is going to fall into place, and when I make the decision out of passion, out of my own self-love, then everything is going to follow.
2: Well, maybe you'll be bi-coastal. You have two houses. Two Who knows? Places, you never know, yes. no, Yeah. Yeah and you know what surprised me I mean again this is Sedona and in Chapalle um but the uh, um it was how green it was when I was there and it was I think May of last year and the woman who lived there she told me how they've been getting a lot more rain there than they used to get so the change in the weather patterns it's not nearly as dry as it used to be so it was really quite beautiful and mm. quite and quite lush for a quote unquote desert yeah Yeah, excellent. Um, What do you do to to sort of continue your training? Uh, Do do you continue to, like, participate in other ceremonies? Do do you just meditate? Or or is this really you just you found your path and you're just moving forward?
6: Um, So it's right now um, I'm just guided to facilitate. I'm not going into many ceremonies anymore because... Not from ego, but they are lower vibration.
5: Ah, um, okay. I need to
6: be on the highest frequencies, otherwise when I facilitate and I'm holding space and it's a different story. Right. So right now it's mainly meditation. I'm even not um, doing any more plant medicine ceremonies for myself. I'm just oh, facilitating.
2: No. Oh, okay.
6: Because I know how to get into the quantum field. Right now it's about integrating, you know, like shifting diet, shifting like on my I'm vegetarian now, I mean organic mm. all the time and um, gluten free and like, everything is falling into place, how it's supposed to be, and right now it's the integration and doing the work instead of,
2: yeah. Right, right. Wonderful, wonderful. So I'm curious, has this um, work sort of affected, like, your other, like, uh, facilitating a plant medicine ceremonies? Do you integrate this stuff into your ceremonies?
6: I do. I have ah. um, Lemurian heart ceremonies. Ah. And it's like, the, what I've noticed, it doesn't matter if... Um, if you're coming to a plant medicine ceremony or if you come to a light language ceremony, if you're supposed to speak, if, if I'm supposed to activate you, it's already all in my Merkaba. Mm. I don't have to do anything anymore. They mm. just start speaking.
2: Ah, so it's just being in your field. Yeah. I see. I see.
6: Um, but we all have that. I just want to say yeah. we all have gifts. We all have lifetimes where we have been drawn now in this lifetime to do it. And it, if it really fulfills us and it's our passion, then that's the way to go. <laughs> Sorry, the money, money will follow.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, unfortunately, I wish, I wish I could keep you here like another two hours, <laughs> but we're coming to the end of the show. If people want to learn more about you, get in contact with you, you know, learn about your books, is there a website or like how do they find out more?
6: Thank you, Sam. Um, I have a website, Sahara Sahara's with double R. So S-A-H-A-R-R-A-W-H, yeah Mm -hmm. at gmail.com is my email address. Um, I also do Akashic Record uh, consultations where we, I'm now also entering the cosmic Akash and we clear contracts Ah. and soul patterns that are not aligned with your true self, but are allowed to be cleared. Ah.
7: So that's a lot of fun too. That's
6: over the phone. That's also, you can write me an email about it and... Mm -hmm. Light language ceremonies right now Every second Monday in New Jersey In my portal attic
2: Ah Every second Thursday Monday Monday Awesome.
6: Wow. I, have a, I have a meetup site, Awake Here, Awaken Your Life, Awaken Your Spirit, and everything is posted there.
2: Oh, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sahara, for coming into the studio today. You, it's been a pleasure having you. Here. It's always great having a dear friend. And I want to thank you, my listeners, and I want to thank Paula Caracapa for coming in to talk about the Awaken Fair. Again, their website is awakenfair.com. Please check it out. It's an amazing uh, uh, affair, definitely. If you, if you liked what, what Sahara and I were talking about today you're going to meet lots of people uh, at the fair that uh, will, would uh, be totally in alignment with that and stay tuned because coming up next the brand new show on uh, talkradio.nyc uh, Poker Divas it's their second show Ellen Lichen, um as a guest in studio I think you're going to really like her followed by a brand new Finding the Force with Courtney Starhart Hale and followed by our Daily Magic with Kai Cole so Thank you all for tuning in. Blessings. If you guys are going to be at the Awaken Fair on Sunday, 29th, I will be there. Look for me. Find me. We'll talk to you next week.
1: listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,